Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Happy Diwali! Guys, it's time for this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. And Kunal, it's time for America! You know, when I think of uh, the US Grand Prix that's coming up, the thought that comes to my mind is Formula One to make America great again. (laughs) Drum roll. (laughs) The first thought that comes to my mind is actually, will Donald Trump attend the 2017 United States Grand Prix? You know, it would be really something if he went there and he tweeted about the sport. He's really good at that. Yeah, the one thing he's good at is tweeting. And I can totally imagine him tweeting just two words. Fake overtaking. (laughs) Fake in capitals. (laughs) So guys, in this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast, we're going to talk about Donald Trump and what he would tweet if he visited a Formula One race. Yes, this is my most exciting part of this episode. But apart from that, we also talk about how the United States Grand Prix could be the benchmark of a sportainment event. And yes, I mean sports plus entertainment. By the way, guys, Kunal tries to mimic Michael Buffer's style and you don't want to miss that. Well, I'm going to try really hard, but <laughs> anyway. And uh, we will also talk about the usual Ferrari, Mercedes, Hamilton, Vettel, and of course the McLaren, Alonso and Honda saga, as we've always been talking. Wow, that's quite a mouthful. And could Fernando Alonso have won the 2017 Drivers' Championship if he was still racing for Ferrari? (laughs) Yes, we are going to answer that question, or rather we're going to ask that question again later in the episode. But uh, remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and on Audioboom. And I'm going to announce a new partnership this episode. It's with the Pit Crew online team. So it's an exciting bunch of people running an informative website and social media handle on Formula One. So you will be able to hear us on the pitcrewonline.net as well. Okay, great. So since we were on Donald Trump attending the USA Grand Prix, we know, Kunal, that his friend Vladimir Putin attends the Russian Grand Prix. <laughs> so I'm sure Trump is going to consider, you know, uh, coming to a race pretty soon. Or or maybe he's just told by Mr. Putin, you better go attend the race. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and I'm sure if Trump does attend a Formula One race, he's just going to point out about how there's no American driver in Formula One. And <laughs> <laughs> he's going to talk about how America has made a great circuit for migrant drivers, possibly. <laughs> Ouch. And I wonder what he's going to say about Sergio Perez for that matter. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this could also be his next presidential campaign. Make Formula One great again. Work on getting an American into Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, we've spoken about Formula One and how they should try and trigger a Russia versus America on the sport. And guys, we'll put a link to that episode. It was a really good episode, I remember. Yeah. Yes, 
And uh, whether Trump attends or not, Lewis Hamilton is going to take a kneel during the national anthem of the United States Grand Prix. So Vettel got a reprimand for being late for the national anthem last weekend. This time, Lewis Hamilton is going to take a kneel. And I have no clue why, frankly speaking. <laughs> it does sound really strange given that Hamilton is a British citizen <laughs> and he's taking a kneel and I have no clue why, but <laughs> we'll indulge him. <laughs> you know, it's actually become a piece of news. I mean, every every website is trying to write about why he's going to do it and is he going to do it. And uh, I agree that Lewis Hamilton spends much of his time in America. He loves the life. And he loves the celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> but I still cannot figure him kneeling down at the American Grand Prix because, uh, I don't know, maybe he's doing it because it's become an American sporting fad for all I know. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're going all political in this podcast, Kunal. <laughs> Politically incorrect. <laughs> But well, it's Formula One and Formula One in America is like the epitome of politics, if you ask me. <laughs> now, all we need is Bernie Ecclestone lingering around. And <laughs> Who, by the way, claims that Liberty Media does not want him to attend Grand Prix. So which is why now he's sold his remaining stake and he's going back and he's settling at Switzerland, settling, settling in Switzerland. Cool. I mean, that's a good retired life, I guess. So anyway, Usain Bolt will be the official starter of the race. He'll actually flag off the race. Very cool. <laughs> Hashtag faster than Honda. I think that's what Bolt is going to end up using on his social media handle when he, you know, posts content out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to see Lewis hanging out with him. Yeah, you want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> In fact, Lewis is taking him on... Uh, uh, the F1 two-seater experience around the court tower. Is it the two-seater or I think he's taking him in the safety car? One of the two. Had to be. Who else? <laughs> and then obviously there are a whole host of music shows happening. In fact, I hear Justin Timberlake will be performing. I think for Timberlake, they actually moved the timing of the qualifying session by a few hours and talk about priorities. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I prefer the music of Formula One engines over Timberlake's music. Not that we have much of Formula One engine music these days. And Kunal, that's exactly the reason why you're in the studio here recording and you're not at the circuit of the Americas. <laughs> <laughs> so there are also going to be boxing-style introductions to the driver's pre-race. And in fact, these will be made by the most famous voice from the world of boxing, Michael Buffer. That is awesome. Yeah, I still remember, you know, growing up to him uh, saying, let's get ready to rumble when all the boxing bouts would happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I can totally imagine him saying, uh, imagine him saying, ladies and gentlemen, on the sharp end of the grid is three times world champion Lewis Hamilton. And the man from UK and, you know, something to that effect. <laughs> you are awesome. <laughs> well, I had a really bad attempt. but I think you should try this for the Indian Grand Prix. Whenever it is that happens. That <laughs> you bad. have time to practice. <laughs> I actually can't wait to see the pre-race ceremony. And look at it this way. Usually I'm somebody who tunes in just in time for the formation lap. So this whole sportainment that they've planned has gotten me really interested. It's heartening to see Formula One making the extra effort towards fan engagement. <laughs> we approve. <laughs> I think it would also be great if these introductions are customized for each driver. 
Though honestly, I don't know what he would say for you know guys like Marcus Eriksson. Is <laughs> that? <laughs> he could say, ladies and gentlemen, here comes the only driver on the grid who's yet to score a point this season. <laughs> <laughs> That's big up. But uh, there's a, a massive breast cancer awareness uh, drive that. we're going to see this weekend so we are actually going to see a lot of pink this weekend aprilly is actually released the force india spec pink racing tire for the weekend <laughs> actually this is obviously the purple colored ultra softs but still yes and it's so cool so fernando alonso and stoffel van doorn have pink uh, caps uh, nico holkenberg was roaming around in pink boots from what i saw but i think it's fantastic packaging for the american fans uh from the way i would call it it's local customization of a global product and it's a step absolutely in the right direction for formula 1 it's really good to see the fia making exceptions for this race as well yes and a great opportunity for the fans to actually see how the drivers look because usually we just see them with their helmet on and frankly speaking i still don't know what marcus erickson looks like so. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy you're really after him i think all he needs is a point this season and he's going to be off your radar yeah. you know like lance troll <laughs> you know uh, unfortunately for marcus erickson by scoring that point even if i go or rather i take him off my radar that point is going to get him onto no team's radar for next season okay and uh, but i'll tell you what else is on my radar formula 1 esports so when they made the announcement i almost discounted it you know when i read about read about everything because i'm more for actual racing than for video games but when i saw the live video last week i was blown apart and i mean blown apart because uh, formula 1 Esports has everything that Formula One doesn't. So I saw close quarter racing. I saw really quick McLaren Honda. In fact, one of the heats was won by a McLaren Honda. I think all the cars were equal, and the action was just so much more fun. I mean, you sound pretty excited, Kunal, but I don't see the point of this live video. I just think that a video game championship is just that, you know, at best, and it's far away from the real stuff. Yeah but you know look at it from the audience point of view it delivered what formula 1 struggles to deliver pretty much every fortnight and I'm wondering if Max Verstappen would pick that over the real thing <laughs> maybe <laughs> and I think uh, the F1 esports might just become an independent and probably more successful championship in the time to come that's if formula 1 of course wants it to happen but a lot of potential out there i tell you I think we should do a separate episode on esports later in this year. <laughs> so you know you could hold all those thoughts. <laughs> so Kunal in other news Formula 1 is working on reviving the Dutch Grand Prix and I heard like 50,000 million Max Verstappen fans cheering. <laughs> this is a great idea to capture all of those guys and slowly but steadily we are getting to know each of those 40 odd locations that are interested in hosting a formula 1 race <laughs> <laughs> i think we only have about like 32 to go <laughs> also really interesting so f1 plans to use biometric gloves in order to gather uh, driver data during a crash and i think this is really interesting because technology boundaries are always being pushed in the sport and this is one more example Yes, uh, the one tech that I would uh, like to see being used is having drivers talk to each other during races. And can you imagine if that was actually allowed? 
uh, Vettel's move on Hamilton in Baku would have been avoided because he would have just pressed the Hamilton radio button and <laughs> let out a few expletives. Or uh, Fernando Alonso would have been abused by Vettel and Verstappen in the last two races because he's helped them both up. <laughs> They'd be pissed. <laughs> and Kevin Magnussen would have received a few words of choice from Fernando Alonso too. But can you imagine it would totally live in up live race broadcast. Yeah, but Kunal, unfortunately, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but such technology may never make it to Formula 1. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologize. Because come 31st October, the new engine regulations for 2021 are going to be announced. And then even a draft budget cap idea is on the cards. Yes, and I'm telling you, we should follow the F1 eSports model. Formula One's new owners still have time to just replicate that model because the minute you give everyone equal cars, the the, the fun just exponentially increases. And uh, because look at it this way, I read that Mercedes plans to have a radical design to the 2018 car. And when you hear and read about the radical design, it's like they want to design a car like the Red Bull racing car this year. <laughs> Basically, they don't want Lewis Hamilton to drive a diva <laughs> in 2018. They want to give him a bull dressed yeah. in silver arrows. So, But coming back to that, so and uh, Honda, Ferrari and Renault are planning to make their engines like that of Mercedes. So might as well allow everyone to just pick the fastest chassis and the engine and just go racing. Wouldn't that just be so much more awesome? Yeah, I think, Kunal, this is like your long, dying, standing wish. And actually, this would be the wish of many fans. I, I don't think it's going to come true either, unfortunately. I'm sorry again. <laughs> you know, but however, the new engine regulations, they could mean that Porsche, Aston Martin and some other big guys, manufacturers, could enter Formula One. Yes, I remember reading that... Uh, Aston Martin has hired a former Ferrari engine engineer, Luca Marmorini, to work on their Formula One project. But, you know, here's exactly where the problem already lies with the Aston Martin F1 project. They should have just hired a Mercedes engine engineer. <laughs> well, at least they didn't hire someone from, like, McLaren. <laughs> so, I want to talk about this budget cap idea. I think it's a crucial one for Formula One to put in place. And, you know, of all teams, McLaren have supported this idea. Yes, I think McLaren will support all ideas that could help level the current playing field, given that they're a bottom-rung team. And I can tell you, it could have been probably different if they were a leading team out there. Yeah, and I'm actually very keen to see how the top teams do if the might of money is taken away from them. I'm wondering if they'd be able to beat someone like Force India's efficiency and, you know, the points scored per money spent ratio. Yes, and a budget cap actually will be very difficult to implement. Like Ferrari might argue that they make the chassis and the engine and hence need to deploy more personnel. And uh, even if you were to split the expense between the chassis and the engine, it would actually be difficult uh, to track if Ferrari spent separate money on research and development via their road car company and then just loaned the technology off to the Formula One team. So it's, uh, it's actually difficult, but I'm curious to see how Formula One approaches this complex, but, uh, complex problem that needs a solution as of like, Two decades ago. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, before we move on to discuss the upcoming United States Grand Prix, Kunal, a uh, quick word on Nico Rosberg and his stint as a TV presenter. I think he did a good job 
for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think we missed congratulating Nico on the birth of his second baby. Basically, he's doing everything that he said he would do after quitting Formula One. <laughs> yeah, he's actually he's turned investor. He plans to pursue his studies. He's representing Robert Kubica, as we know. And there's also talk that he might turn team principal for Mercedes's Formula E team at some point. He's a busy man. <laughs> yeah, and that's basically Mercedes's way of confirming that Lewis Hamilton might never drive for their Formula E team then. <laughs> <laughs> but talking of Rosberg as team principal, former Formula One driver, I think he's Brazilian, Lucas Degrassi. So he was appointed as a CEO of RoboRace. Now, RoboRace is a series that will have robots racing against each other in cars. And uh, at this moment, I'm not sure how the robots feel about a human being appointed as the CEO of their racing series. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the irony of life. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, Lewis Hamilton. So, Kunal, we know that he arrives in his favourite country with a realistic chance of winning his fourth championship. I mean, the mathematics are out there. Let's see how they translate, of course. Yes, eventually we're going to have a winner. But I'm already bummed that Daniel Ricciardo can't win this year's Drivers' Championship via that same math. Yeah. He's mathematically out of the equation. But I really can't imagine what sort of an act would he put up if he ever won the Formula 1 Drivers' Championship. <laughs> well, I want him to win just to find out, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want him to win because he really is a fantastic talent. Yeah, but you know, I don't think he could win one with Red Bull Racing. Although that would be a dream come true for all of us. Uh, in fact, Christian Horner said that Verstappen could build a team around himself in Red Bull Racing for the long term. And this is when he knows that Verstappen is looking out for his future in Ferrari or Mercedes or something. And guess what? Ricciardo is looking out too. So it's, it's a very confusing equation, actually. Yeah, it's unfortunate because Red Bull's preference over Verstappen, uh, or rather Red Bull's preference of Verstappen over Ricciardo isn't unknown. But I was actually glad to read that Ricciardo chose Formula 1 over tennis because um, it would have been a great talent to lose or a great talent to have not made it to the top rung of motorsport. Although I'm sure he would have taken the world of tennis by storm too if he ever chose to go there. By the shoe. <laughs> I'm just imagining a shoey in like center court. <laughs> But you know what? I loved what India said about Daniel Ricciardo. They said that DRS stands for Daniel Ricciardo Smile. The broadest ever in Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Mr. William Ponacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And we actually see this on the podium every, every other race, <laughs> all the time. Yes, and I can imagine uh, Ricciardo also being a fun driver to work with. Because uh, James Allison has come forward to share that he moved from Ferrari to Mercedes to work with Hamilton. And that Lewis Hamilton is absolute fun to work with. It depends who you ask, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, we really should ask this question to Lauda and Wolf. Especially when that whole Hamilton versus Rosberg battle had reached its peak last year. And Lauda said they didn't even say hello to each other. Yeah, I mean, I mean, impolite. <laughs> frankly, I don't care what they did behind the scenes and behind the doors. All I care about is what they delivered on track, and they delivered some really good races for us in what could in what could have been uh, a boring season given the Mercedes domination. Yeah, so Gunal, since we're on Mercedes and their dominance, are you willing to bet on their chances at Austin? 
Well, uh, the circuit should suit the Mercedes-Benz cars. They've clinched pole in 68 out of the last 74 races. So they're going to be my favorites for pole position again. Now, in the race, I would expect them to have some competition. I expect Ferrari to, uh, you know, be at it even more so now because the stakes are only that much higher for Ferrari. And there's so there's only a chance that Ferrari is going to lose now. So it's all to win for Ferrari. So Hamilton is at eight wins this season. And if he wins two more, he will be the first driver ever to have won 10 races each season for four consecutive seasons. That is a very cool statistic. And thank you, Reddit, for that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Hamilton has had 20 consecutive race finishes. That's his highest till date. Now, Kimi Raikkonen is up ahead of the road with 27, which is, I think, a record as well. And uh, But, you know, this consistency is what has helped Lewis Hamilton get closer to his fourth driver's title. And uh, again, Hamilton and Ocon still remain the only drivers on this grid to have finished every race this season. Good for Ocon, huh? <laughs> yeah, brilliant for Ocon. Yeah. So, in America, two drivers will have their big dreams realized. Carlos Sainz and Brendan Hartley. So, Sainz obviously will debut with Renault. And Hartley will get to make his Formula 1 debut with Toro Rosso. Kunal, he's waited seven years for this opportunity. I'm just getting goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> Welcome to Formula 1. Welcome to Formula 1, Brandon Hartley. And I'm very curious to know what the timing monitors are going to read. Is it going to read H-A-R, which also stands for Harianto? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> But Brandon Hartley's actually come a long way. So he was actually dropped from the Red Bull racing program. And now he's being considered for a full-time drive in 2018. That's great news, but this might be at the cost of Danny Kivat, of course. Yes, uh, Brandon Hartley actually comes with fantastic racing credentials outside of Formula 1. He's the reigning Lamar champion. He actually won the WEC, the World Endurance Championship round at Austin a few months ago. And uh, there's good. There's a good story of how Hartley is possibly being pushed by Porsche for the seat with a futuristic view of, or rather, on their Formula 1 program. So, I mean, either way, the bigger news for me is that Red Bull Racing was relying on two drivers that they had discarded from their driver program to fill this seat in Austin. The other driver, of course, being Sebastian Buemi, who we pretty much put everything out betting on. And uh, even if uh, Brandon Hartley isn't considered full-time for 2018, Danny Kivat will still be there. And like Graham said, Kivat's like a cat that has nine lives. <laughs> so, uh, America is also Haas's home Grand Prix. And they think that the midfield battle for the last four races will be really tight. I think they're forgetting that Force India have already taken the best of the midfield team's title. <laughs> but yeah, full marks for trying, I guess. Yeah, you can keep trying because uh, on the engine front, Renault has said that they are working on a magic mode for 2018. And, 18. and I, I frankly think they should work on the Mercedes mode because that's exactly what every other engine on the grid wants. And uh, Honda has, of course, said that they are at Renault's levels. This is after saying at the start of the season that they were at Mercedes' level. So, Honda clearly leading the way when it comes to engine humor. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is their version of a magic engine, you know. <laughs> so, Honda said that not everyone liked Alonso's attitude. And 
that is very puzzling to me because obviously Fernando Alonso is not in Formula One to be liked by everyone. <laughs> That's why he's an Indy 500. <laughs> yeah, or in this case, anyone uh, whosoever from Honda for obvious reasons. So for Austin, uh, Honda's chief has said that that this circuit suits their package, and let's see what that actually means on track. Yeah, but you know, this is funny, but not everyone is making fun of Honda. So the 2016 MotoGP champion, Marc Marquez, he came out in full support of Honda in Formula One. And it sounds very impressive, but of course, he is a paid ambassador. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, finally, as we near the end of this episode, it is time to talk about Ferrari. Actually, I don't think we've been avoiding it. We're just consciously not talking about them because they, they need to act more than we've spoken about. So will they still have reliability issues in Austin that could allow Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton to win their championships? Or will Ferrari be able to fight back and help Sebastian Vettel remain in the hunt? So Ferrari have now hired a head for their quality control. And I'm not surprised to know that they've hired a woman. So what is the most surprising part? Is it that they've now hired a quality control head? Or is it that they've actually hired a woman? I would say the now hired part. (laughs) (laughs) But all jokes aside and keeping 2017 aside for a moment as well, these are clear signs to me that Ferrari could just be the dominant team in 2018. And uh, they're quick. Now they just need to figure their reliability issues out. Yeah, let's see how it goes. But I read an interesting question on social media. Could Fernando Alonso have won the 2017 championship if he was still racing for Ferrari? Now, that's a very interesting question. And maybe Alonso is asking himself that question as well. So, could Alonso have not made the mistake that Vettel made in Baku and in Singapore? Well, maybe or maybe not. But this really puts uh, driver personalities and decisions into perspective. Uh, By the way, this reminds me that if you're looking for Alonso at this year's United States Grand Prix, remember that he'll be wearing his IndyCar colors. Or, you know, you can just look out for the guy who'll be blocking Verstappen and Vettel and everyone else. (laughs) That's Alonso. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We've been a little delayed this week, but we will be back on schedule come next week. So remember to keep tuning in to us every single week for your weekly dose of Formula One humor. Bye-bye. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more. Just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, Mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.